In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and today I am excited to be interviewing Julianne Irons, actress, model, and superstar. Julianne originally hails from Orange, New Jersey, and attended NYU's highly prestigious Tisch School of the Arts, where she received her BFA in drama. Julianne has appeared in numerous independent productions, including Transformations, Life's Passing Me By, It's My Choice, and many, many more. Julianne is one of the busiest working actresses I know. Among some of her current projects include the series The Value of X, a 3D interpretation of Night of the Living Dead, and several wonderful series pilots which she recently worked on, including Greywater and The Frat. Julianne is based out of Los Angeles and taking time out of her busy schedule to join us today. Welcome, welcome, Julianne. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That was quite the introduction. (laughs) How are you? How's the weather out in L.A.? It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, Julianne, thank you so much. I think our listeners are super excited and want to learn as much about you as possible, so we have a lot to cover, but I only scratched the surface with that introduction. And I'm (laughs) going to ask you, first of all, do you want to fill in what I like to refer to as the professional and life resume and tell us a little more about yourself? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you said um, everything so nicely. Um, I did grow up in in West Orange, not Orange, two very different places, Ah. but both, you know, lovely. Um, (laughs) um, So that's where my, uh, my foundation is. That's where my roots are. Uh, My mom is still, is still there. Lovely, lovely lady. I've met Um, your mom. She is wonderful. (laughs) I love your mom. If she's listening to this, hi, hi, mom. (laughs) Hi, mom. Um, and yeah, I moved out here to LA about 10 years ago to pursue a uh, my dream, to pursue my passion, which is performing. I, I moved out here on with $400 in my bank account and nothing else. Wow. Like I had a place to stay, but I literally had, I think it was like just under $400. I don't even think it was exactly for it. It was like $394 or something like that. Um, but I just had this overwhelming trust that everything was going to be okay. And it was. So out of moving to to LA, um, I really found my tribe out here, my creative tribe, the people who helped me be a better performer, be a better creator. And out of that has come, you mentioned Greywater, which is my passion right now. It's my baby right now. Well, do you want it to tell a, our viewers a little, uh, <clears throat> listeners, excuse me, a little more about Greywater? Oh, of course. Yeah. So Greywater is a uh, hour-long television show that my friends and I have been working on for the past four years. Um, it is based in a sort of, it, it is, it is a modern day LA, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the gist of it. It's, it's, uh, 10 years ago because of fracking, we're going to probably change the name, but because of fracking 40 year, 40, um, percent of America's water supply became contaminated. Mm. And because of that contamination, millions of people got sick, some sort of autoimmune disease, some sort of cancer uh, some con- water contamination related uh, sickness, illness, and they have died out um, and or are dying. And then 0.18% of the population, so about 150,000 people got a superhuman ability. So it's all about the government's control over water. Uh, water is now traded like a currency. It is a it is traded like a drug now. These contamination anomalies are the people with superpowers. They are hunted down by the government. They are not 
considered citizens unless they become pure of their power. So it's really fun. It's like it's like a romantic comedy, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, really that's, that's, sweet. That's the very definition of rom com, right there, Jules. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty fun. And, you know, it comes from a dream that I've always had. Um, It's a two-part dream, actually. Uh, One aspect of it is I've always, 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 ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to be in a movie or a TV show and have a superpower. I've always wanted to do that. So uh, when I was thinking about you know, creating and, and, and making my own work and, and finding my own path out here, I was like, well, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to focus on something, I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on having my own superpower in a, a show or something. And then the, the other part of it was I've always wanted to work with my friends. I've always wanted to work with my tribe. Um, and so that's where it's, it's me and, and, and four of my friends um, have come together to create this, this beautiful thing that's now been picked up by producers. And we are, I think after pilot season, we will be shopping it around to, to the network. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun. It's, it's, um, it's become a little bit bigger than than what I than what I think I am, but I, I, what does that even mean? Well, I, th- um, I think that just shows <laughs> that your your big passion is has opened up big doors for you. Yeah. congratulations! That is so so exciting to hear. Thank you. <laughs> now, Jules, I, I just I'm so excited, and I love the energy in your voice, and just how enthusiastic and and I, and I noticed you are passionate not only about your career, but it sounds like working with the people that you work with. I mean, just, oh, yeah. as you call them, your tribe, it sounds like you're equally passionate about them. And so you're able to just really take that and really make it a, a double combination, which is which that, is fantastic. Yeah, that's what I love to do. The other project that I'm working on right now, I'm working with a, a tribal, a tribe member, if you will. Um, <laughs> I love that. Called- <laughs> I love that. I love that it's a tribe member and that you have this. I mean, it, it's it's even more so than just a team or a group. Yeah. You're really just, you're, you're almost connected by, by blood exactly it's like this energetic connection that you can't deny it's it's, it's as if if past lives existed like i knew these people for lives and lives like <laughs> they're my home they're they're my comfort not even just my comfort but they're my challenge too this new project i'm working on it's called uh, cork me over it's a sh- another show that i'm producing with with my friend welton pitchford and it's all about like you know me i how quirky i am and how silly i am so gray water's one passion right where i want to have a superpower and i want to this powerful woman I want to destroy <laughs> things with my with my mind and then quirk me over is all about our quirkiness finding your best quirk and it, it's it's great it's it's such a fun 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 project that that's actually launching in March as well it'll be like a, a web series every every episode is three minutes and, and 33 seconds long it's fun it's quirky but yeah those that that's that's my other my other baby right now well one of the, <laughs> I love that Julia and I think one of the big takeaways that I that I get from listening to this is that you diversify. Yes. You, you are constantly looking for new outlets and new ways to channel your passion and make mm-hmm. it a reality. And I, I just think that is so important for anyone who's in Hollywood who wants to pursue this dream or anyone in any industry. I think it's really, really important to diversify your opportunities. Oh, 100%. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, you have to keep it fresh and you have to keep it moving. If I if I stay in one place for too long, I get stagnant and I get bored and I start to think, what is wrong with my life? What am I doing with my life? Ah. But if I keep it moving and keep it different and, and, and change it up, it, it, it actually it also helps me to see what else I'm good at. I was really afraid of Quirk Me Over. I was afraid of it because it's 
it's funny, it's comedy. And there's was a part of me that's like, oh, I can't do funny, I can't do comedy. I'm I'm not I'm not a funny actress. But in doing this show, I'm no, actually, I am. I can be, and I have the ability to do that. So. Well, Julianne, you're, you're you're anticipating every question that I'm going to be asking. Here, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you really are a superhero. Up. You've got that mind reading ability. <laughs> but Julianne, I wanted to go back a little bit to your passion, which you've you've talked about, and how did you discover this as a passion of yours? Oh my God, through trial and error as a little kid, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. It's because I didn't know that acting was an option. And so when I was growing up, I'd always used to say, I want to be, I want to be a, a, a singer, a model, a dancer, an actor, a doctor, a vet. I want to be a, a, a heart surgeon. I wanted to be everything. There was one time where I would tell people that I was in school for, this is in college, this is way beyond me being a child, however. (laughs) Still, I was still playing. I still love make-believe. But there was one time where I would tell people I was in school for neuroscience and just wanted to see their reaction. And and, and all of that just stems from me wanting to perform. So I, I, I think I figured it out through figuring out how that made me feel and how that made other people feel. And I think I think I learned this younger. I think I learned this in elementary school when I would pretend to be different things. I would sit in my classroom and pretend that I was, I wasn't a kid in the classroom. I was a special kid and I could, I could be invisible. I guess a lot of kids have that fantasy where they have a superpower or something like that, or they are not who they, they say they are. And I'd say, I'm a ballerina or I want to be a vet. And I never wanted to be those things. I just wanted to play those things. I wanted to, I just wanted to make believe that I was those things. Well, I love it because um, you were living your passion I every was. day and you took <laughs> it was. with you all the way into your college and formative years, which, which really just says that you, your passion really found you. It really did. Yeah, it did in so many different ways. It, it found me and it stuck to me and it wouldn't let me go. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm well, grateful for well, that. Julianne, thank you so much for sharing that. We're going to dig a little deeper now. So just pivoting and talking a little bit about life experiences. And I think this mm. is something that, especially in your industry, but in one's life, these are challenges that we all face. But can you share a time that you failed or faced what seemed like a huge insurmountable challenge, but it Mm. ended up being either a valuable learning lesson or part of your road to success? Yes, a very, very interesting question for me because a lot of the times I feel like I'm failing all the time. (laughs) So to like pick one is actually kind of hard for me to do. I think for me... The idea of failing, I have I have a different idea of what failing is. So maybe that's why this question is, is hard for me. I feel like I could think well, of this question. Then redefine redefine yeah. it and, and tell us your philosophy then on on failure and learning. Okay. I feel like I think it was Oprah. Forgive me, Oprah, if it wasn't you. It might have been Maya Angelou or something. Somebody, so one of those beautiful women said that failure, it's just stepping stones to success, right? Mm. And so that's where your question comes from. It's what have you failed at, but you found that in, in the end, you, you succeeded from it, right? And so that's how I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to look at a failure as the idea of what a failure is, but I could, I can say that I'm constantly failing or, or the idea of what failing is the dictionary definition of failing. I'm constantly doing that. I'm constantly messing up auditions or making one choice when I know I should have made the other choice. And this could be, it's like, they're simple things too, but I, I feel like I don't have something that was so big in my life that I can think of that 
I failed so tremendously at this that it came to success. That's me every day of my life. That's well, Julian, like- <laughs> I love that answer. I think that is a beautiful answer, first of all, that you embrace the failure and it's mm-hmm. part of your process to grow, to learn, and to flourish. Yeah. And one of the recurring themes that I've heard is that some people will look at their failures and they'll say, I use this as a learning experience. And you are in a tough profession. I mean, the, yeah. the passion that you're pursuing, it, it is so huge. And with that, I think, comes with the fact that you have to get accustomed to daily failures. And exactly. You, and embracing that, I think, has just fed you and made you even more passionate about pursuing your your end goal. Yeah, I can't even in it, when it doesn't when when it's not about acting. It's I feel like I've have I've grown into such this sort of thick-skinned human being that when I fail at something, I never I, I it's hard for me to now look at it as a I might feel bad about it for for a little while. I might feel like what was me for a little while or, or like dang it, like guilty. Like why did but at the end of the day, I'm so used to that feeling that like I, I let it go a lot easier. Well, um, you know, I think it was Mark Cuban who said it doesn't matter if you fail a thousand times as long as you succeed once. And right. that's all that's going to matter. Right? Yeah. And as long as you keep getting back up. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's the thing with not even just as a, as a performer, but like so many different professions, athletes, God, like athletes or even becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer. Imagine being a lawyer and losing first cases. Imagine that happening and how awful you would feel. But what could you take from from that? You take this, like you said, like a learning experience. You take you, you take something else from that. If you if you look at it in in the appropriate way, I guess. If you don't look at it as like, what was me? But you look at it as, wow, okay, what can I do next? How can I turn this into a success, like you say? I love that. You just integrate it as part of your daily formula to lead you to success. You don't fear failure. You don't shy away from it. And you certainly don't take the safe road. And I, I love that despite all of that, you are living your passion every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I think I would die. I'm not even kidding. I think that I would if I wasn't living my passion every day, if I wasn't going towards my my dream or and it could be anything. Like I said, it could be my dream could be anything. But if I wasn't living towards, if I wasn't working towards that, I would probably I would probably die. And my heart honestly goes out to people who aren't able to do that. Sure. No, and and that's that's a big theme that we've heard talking to our other guests is the idea of some people just take the safe route and they end up just losing their passion and just checking out and trading time for money. Mm -hmm. And and I've heard this from other guests. I'm hearing it mostly from you you today, especially on this high level, that failure is not something to be afraid of. It's not something to shy away from. It's something you should embrace. You should take away as much as you can from it and grow and, and just move forward. Because that's the truth. Like we all do it. Every single one of us fails all the time. We always fail. Something's going to happen and we're going to quote unquote fail. And I love the quote unquote because you said I fail according to the dictionary definition, but knowing you, Jules, that doesn't even count in your book. You can throw the dictionary out because that's not even (laughs) relevant to the way you look at your life. It's not. It, it really isn't. It really, it really isn't. If I did, I wouldn't be here right now. Oh, I, I think that's a perfect answer, Jules, and and I love that. So okay. we're going to talk a little bit about life influences. And the first part of this question is a little bit about pop culture. And so I want to know, is there a movie, book, song, or play that has been greatly influential in your life? Okay. So I have a real one and I have another real one, but they're hey, both go real. go for it. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, so the first one, I don't know if it's it's not really pop culture because it's not that type of, of book, but I'm so influenced by this man, Neville Goddard. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's kind of been fueling my life lately. And he has um, a lot of books. And I grew up in a very Christian household. And my mom and my dad are still very Christian. And I, I can't say that I'm Christian in traditional sense. And what this man does, what Neville Goddard does, is that he takes his his interpretation of the Bible is he makes it a living metaphor, mm. right? He's, he was like an influential speaker and writer. And in, I guess in 19, the late 1930s, he, until he died, I think in 1972, he would always talk about how the Bible is a living metaphor. And mm. so if, if you, if you look at it in his perspective of what the scriptures of the Bible says, your mind creates everything. Your mind creates the reality that you live in. And it's so, it's absolutely fascinating. And it's crazy. Two or three years ago, I, I got introduced to his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would, and it's all about imagining what you want and going to bed with it at night and imagining it and, and all that stuff. And so I would do that. And there was, there was one thing that I kept imagining and it was about being on set in a kitchen. I don't know. I don't know what the movie was, but I wanted to be on, it was, I was on set. I was doing a very dramatic piece and I was in a kitchen. I was, I don't know why it was a kitchen, but I, I was, I was in a kitchen. And so I would have that, that sort of daydream that I would fall asleep with for maybe two or three months. And all of a sudden I booked this role in this film called Murder 11. And a lot of my scenes take place in the kitchen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and it's a very dramatic role. It was, it was crazy. And then I forgot about Neville Goddard for a while. Like I got caught up in life and forgot about him for a while. And I just honestly, the past month or so got reintroduced myself to this, this man and, and to his writing. And I'm going back into that imagining now and it's really powerful. So that it's been like a huge influence on my life. So I'll let you guys know. No, that <laughs> but is, with, that's awesome. With this, oh, well, this is actually kind of cool. I have been visualizing myself on set more. I have been visualizing myself auditioning more and I was having issues finding like a solid LA based agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to branch out and I found one in Atlanta and then I signed on with a commercial agent and just like, how my mind is, how I saw those those sort of visions in my mind of being in the audition room again, because I took two years off for a particular reason, off of auditioning, off of acting and stuff like that. But now I'm back and now I'm doing it. And I feel like Neville, like his book and his writings helped me to get back there. You know, that's fantastic. Is there, is there, and Neville Goddard is the name of the author. Is there a particular uh, book that uh, comes to mind? Well, I think the one that I look at the most is it's called the Neville Reader. Okay. I'm a very spiritual person, so anything that's spiritual will influence my life. <laughs> well, that's great. Now, and we'll yeah. we'll be posting that on our website. So, thank you so much for sharing that. I think you mentioned there was another one. Uh, was there? Oh my god! Yes, there's another one. It's so cheesy and so corny, but it's so. Go me. for it. This is what the show is all about. You gotta just open up. <laughs> so. My little niece says that, so my little niece is like my other half. Like I love her to do, I think if past lives exist, she was either my child or not in another life or she was my sister mm. or something like that. But her, our song, according to her is let it go. The first oh, song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I find that song has been, it's so interesting how 
I see little girls singing that, singing their little hearts out with that song. It's such a passionate song for them. I see her, and when she's singing it, it's like, I am strong, I am powerful, and I'm going to be who I am. I know it's so cheesy and so corny, but every time I hear that song, I just see my little niece singing it. I think about how, how powerful she is as a, a female and how powerful women are in general. I know it's a weird connection, but it's actually a very influential song for me. Well, that's great. <laughs> I, I love the I love the two influences. I think number one, you talked about really the power of faith and visualization to achieve what you want. And number two, I think it's it's a song we've all heard yeah. thousands of times. But I think the life lesson there is let it go. I love it. Let it go. Let it go. Who yeah. cares if it's cheesy? Who cares if it's who cares what it is? There's a reason why that song is so popular. Absolutely. There's a reason why every single little girl knows that song because it it's, it, it invokes power in her. That's what I love that about that song. I love that about even just the film itself. (laughs) Well, Julianne, I I love those answers. Second part to the question, is there a person that you have connected with in your life that has been a great influence or left a lasting impression towards you finding your career path and your passion? Okay, this is going to be another hippie answer, so forgive me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, are no, there are no forgive me's. This is, this is Julianne sharing her life influences here. I so. am a total hippie sometimes. I honestly, I am inspired by pretty much everybody I meet all the time. Mm. If you are a human being going after what you want, if you're a human being that has come out of some sort of oppression, if you're a human being that is fighting the good fight, I'm inspired by you. It's really difficult for me to say, oh, this one person has influenced my entire, no, it literally is everybody that I meet. Uh, it's, it's the lady in my yoga class who, oh God, she must be 77 years old and she'll take two yoga classes in a row and she's so strong. I, and I look at her and I'm like, I can't do half the things that you could do just to get up into a, a, a handstand and like, no, <laughs> no issue. And you're 77 years old. I'm influenced by her. I'm, in, I'm influenced by by you, by what you're doing and how you, I always, you're always doing something amazing. You, Johnny Lim, you find something that, that inspires you and you do it. Well, it's infectious, Julian. I've been inspired by you for many, many years. So I think I love that answer, by the way. I mean, just taking something and giving something to everyone you can. And that is just a beautiful, beautiful life philosophy. Thank you. I don't know. Part of me feels like, how could I not be? How can I not be inspired by the human beings around me? It makes sense when you think about it. Your life's passion really is about connecting with as many people as possible through your art. And and it just makes perfect sense to me that your answer would be that you connect with as many people as you can, that you don't single out an individual or a particular person, that you can can find connections with Mm. someone that you meet just on the street corner. And and, and I think it it really ties into your passion. You know how many times I have conversations with, and I I, I say this with all the love of my heart, but mentally unstable people who are on the street, you know how many times I just will sit there and have a conversation with them? And it's not out of selfishness so that, and part of it is out of selfishness so I can learn something from them and so that I can gain a deeper understanding of of what it is to be a human being. And, but it, it, it's those kind of, like, I, I look at them and I see them and they, part of that is an inspiration for, for creation as well. Well, I think, Julian, if making a connection like that is considered selfish, I think the world would be a better place if everyone were selfish like that. <laughs> No, no it, that's, that's really, really powerful. 
Hey, Moving Forward listeners, if you're enjoying today's episode, consider supporting the podcast. You can purchase a copy of the Corporate Clichés Adult Coloring Book or try out Amazon Prime or Audible using one of my affiliate links, which you can find in the write-up for any of the episodes at bemovingforward.com. Uh, Julian, uh, you are such an inspiration. And my next question for you, I, I'm so excited to ask you this because I know there are listeners who are struggling to find their passion. What mm. advice do you have for someone who is on that path and has not found their passion or is struggling to find out what they're passionate about in life? Okay, well, struggling to find their passion. Let me talk about that for just one second. I think what happens when people struggle to find their passion is that they're listening to everybody else but themselves, mm. but their inner self. So this is what I do too when I'm struggling to find something or I'm struggling to find an answer. I just get quiet. And I think it's just take a few days, take however long you need to just go be still and be quiet and don't listen to anybody. Don't listen to what other people think you should do. Don't listen to, don't even listen to that little monkey in the back of your head that's telling you what you think you should just be still and be quiet and go within. And whatever that means for you, for me, it's, it's meditation, going to the park and just being still there and, and listening for the answer. But sometimes you just have to sh- shut up. You just have to be quiet and listen. And then the answer always comes. It's It's like, just shut everything up. Shut it all up. Shut it all down. And don't listen. Don't listen to anybody. Just go within. Just go with Um, it. Shut up. Just go with it. Shut up and go with it. Shut up and go with it. I love that. Well, well, Julian, Um, if it wasn't for the fact that I had a couple more questions to ask, that's exactly what I'd be doing because it's great, (laughs) great advice. And I think there's so much noise in the world. And we get... We get flooded with all of these messages and there's so many distractions out there especially with social media that i love that simple philosophy just block out that noise shut up just clear your mind don't let that little voice in the back of your head even bother you and really clear your mind so that you can really meditate or process or do whatever you Mm. need to do to start finding your life path. You know, and sometimes it is, it's a different, there is a difference between that little voice in the back of your head and you'll know it. You'll, you, th- th- I heard this the other day. I listened to Esther Hicks, Abraham. One of the things I said is when you're feeling that negative voice within you, it's completely opposite of what the source within you, what the God within you is, is thinking. So when you're feeling fear, the source within you is, is completely confident. Mm. And when you're feeling discouragement, the source within you is feeling complete happiness and joy. And so it's just a matter of, for me, I heard that and it made me switch something within me. It's that's not who I am. I'm not that discouraged. I'm not that fear. And so a lot of times when I'm fearful of not knowing what my next step is, the source within me knows what my next step is. It's already, it's already there. I just have to be quiet and, and wait for my path to be lit up. And once it's lit up, it's like, Oh, I know where to go. Well, I love, I love that. Quiet. The takeaway I, I get from that is just be open and be receptive. Mm-hmm. You may not always know immediately what that step is or what road you should take, but right. if you take the time to invest in yourself, it'll yeah. become clear. Totally. 1000%. Yeah. And we don't do that. We often don't do that because we feel like if I invest in myself, that's being selfish. Or if I invest in myself, I don't know, we'll, we'll think of a million reasons why we shouldn't. I, I'll feel guilty for investing in myself sometimes, but why? I'm the most important person in my world and you're the most important person in your world. I think and, that's, that's huge what you just said there. And I think so many people are afraid to invest in themselves. And I think yeah. that is so, so critical. 
critical. It's huge. If you want to make moves in your life, if you want to have momentum in your life, you have to invest in who you are. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. Well, Jules, what is next for you? What is the whole world, baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is next for me? I don't, you know, it's, it's so, life has become so exciting for me. Um, I think, I don't know. I know what I'm doing right now. I know what I'm focused on right now, but what's next? I have no idea. And that's what makes it so exciting. That's a great um, answer. I love that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where gray water is going to go. I have no clue. I have no idea where quirk me over is going to go. What my next audition is going to lead me to. I don't, I don't know. My agent could call me up right now and be like, you have an audition for this pilot. I booked the pilot. My life goes that way. I don't know. But you know what? I am so embracing that. And I'm so excited excited about that. And that's my flow. When I take the pressure off of what's next for me, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I know it's going to be amazing. Jules, you know <laughs> what I, you know what I love about you? One of the things I love about you is you took every single question I asked, you flipped it on its head. And by doing so, you gave some of the most authentic, inspiring answers I think I've heard. So <laughs> really just, I, I'm just in awe. I'm speechless. You're kind. You're such a love. I love you. <laughs> Back at you. Hey, Julianne, I have no doubt that people listening to this are getting fired up. They're getting inspired. And you've probably reached people who are maybe struggling to find their passion or maybe someone who just moved to L.A. and mm. doesn't even know where to begin and mm. is looking for what you have achieved and looking to be a part of that tribe. What is the best way that our listeners can make a connection with you? Um. Any sort of social media, Facebook, I'm always available. Facebook, Twitter. I do I think I Facebook more than anything else, but but yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Just find me. Find <laughs> you're, me. I love find me you're, you're me. just all over and you're so open <laughs> and receptive. And and folks, uh, I anyone listening to this, if you are struggling to find your passion, one of the best people you can connect with is this bright bundle of infectious energy named Julian Iron. <laughs> so I encourage you to do that. Whether you're in the entertainment industry or not, Julian has been one of the most influential people in my life. She inspires me. And Julian, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your crazy wow. busy schedule <laughs> to share some of your insights and your extraordinary journey today. Thank Aww. you so much. My, It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's well, my folks, honor. Folks, no, the honor was all mine. Folks, this is moving forward. This is what this show is all about. It's finding the extraordinary in our guests and through that, discovering the extraordinary in you. If you like our show, please support us. Take the time out to subscribe to us, rate us, review us on iTunes or Stitcher. We thank you so much for tuning in. And Julianne, thank you. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.